Hello and welcome back once again to another NFL Rundown Week 17 edition. Only two weeks of the season left, host. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, kind of sad, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're going to miss uh, watching the NFL every week, but uh, we're going to have the playoffs soon. So uh, still, you know, four more weeks of uh, some exciting action, but sad to see it winding down. That will get into some NFL news that happened throughout the week. Um, the Broncos announced Russell Wilson will be benched um, for the rest of the year. Uh, they want to get rid of his contract in the offseason. Um, they do plan to cut him, and they're going to start Jared Stidham uh, at quarterback, just like he started last year when the Raiders benched Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. Russell Wilson said after he beat the Broncos beat the Chiefs, which was the first win against the Chiefs since 2015. Um, he was approached to adjust his salary guarantee in the contract, and if he didn't, he'd be benched the rest of the year. And uh, I guess since they're out of playoff contention, basically at this point, uh, seven and eight, um, they decided to bench him. They play Jed Stidham will start against the Chargers. This week, his stats last year were 656 passing yards, four touchdowns, 89.2 QBR. What are your thoughts on the Broncos' situation with Russell Wilson? Uh, well, they you know they gave up two first, two seconds, and then they gave him this huge contract. Um, and now, uh, you know, it's not the Russell Wilson that they expect that they were going to get when they, uh, you know, when he was in his prime there in Seattle. Uh, you know. He's not getting along with Sean Payton. Sean Payton doesn't think he's the right quarterback for his offense. Uh, and then they got what eighty some million in dead money if they were to um, release him uh, before March. Uh, the Broncos have this is a real problem here. Eighty seven, eight about eighty seven million in dead money, Alex. I mean, you're just killing your franchise for the next two years. And who who are you going to get that's any better? Right now, I mean, you can draft someone who could pan out to be better than Russell Wilson, but who out there are you going to get that's going to be better than what Russell Wilson is doing for you so far this year? And his stats aren't that bad. Uh, you look at his stats, they're very comparable to what Lamar Jackson's doing, what Baker Mayfield's doing. Uh, it's just that he's just in a bad spot in Denver where uh, I think the coach uh, doesn't like him. Yeah, I think Russell has a big ego and uh, you know, he clashes with Sean Payton. Yes. Uh, he, he himself did have a, a bounce back season um, and playing bad last year. Um, multiple teams will be interested. Uh, so we'll see um, once Broncos end up cutting him and we'll see how good Jared Stidham plays the rest of the season. Move on to Packers news. Jair Alexander is being suspended because he went out for the coin toss on Sunday, even though he was not a captain, and then nearly botched uh, the the call. Um, they suspended him for conduct detrimental to the team. Uh, allegedly, he said he went out there because he's from Charlotte, and that's where they were playing, played the Panthers last weekend. What do you think about the Jair Alexander situation? It's just, it's funny that uh, he went out there and he didn't even know uh, his inexperience. He didn't even know what to do on the coin toss. He said they, he wanted to kick 
and um, you know, you're supposed to say defer. And uh, I forget who the ref was, but the ref kind of talked him into saying defer. And I, I, all the players were looking at him, and some of the Packers players were like giving him hints what to do, and he was just kind of clueless. And uh, he said he told the coaching staff that he was going to go out there, and then the coaching staff came back and said, no, we never told you to go out there. And like you just said, he was trying to say because he was from, you know, he was from the area, and he wanted to be out there for the coin toss. And, man, if if there, if you got a different ref, like Sean Hockley, uh, this guy, you know, he's to the, to the rules, to the Nats, uh, he would have, he would have said, uh, okay. And, uh, he would have had, uh, you know, Carolina get the ball twice. <laughs> and that would have been a disaster there for green Bay, not getting the ball to either start the game or to start the second half. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it's worth a suspension though. I mean, come on. You went out for the coin toss. You're getting suspended. There's been guys that have done worse uh, and haven't got suspended. Uh, our guy, George Pickens, man, he doesn't even want to block because he doesn't want to get hurt. Uh, that's much worse than going out for and screwing up the coin toss, in my opinion. But uh, it's what the Packers are doing. So, you know, got to got to laugh at the situation. They play the Vikings this weekend in a big game um, without him. Like you said, like – um when Aaron Donald got in the fight at practice a couple seasons ago, the Rams never, never suspended him for that. Um, and uh, that actually happened one other time with the coin toss where um, Dak Prescott didn't say defer, but then the league office called at halftime and said just to give the Cowboys uh, the second half kickoff. Uh, that was against the Bills a couple, couple years ago. Move on to some of the big college football games um, this weekend. Obviously, on Monday, New Year's Day, you have the two semifinals games. And we'll start off with Texas Longhorns versus Washington Huskies in the Sugar Bowl. Washington 13 0, Texas 12 and 1. Texas beating Oklahoma State in their last time out, 49 21. And Washington uh, beat Oregon in the Pac 12 championship. 34 31. Quentin Hewitt's 21 touchdowns, six interceptions. Michael Phoenix, 33 touchdowns, nine interceptions. It's being played at uh, Caesar Superbone, home of the Saints. It's the late game uh, and the spread of Texas minus four. Just who do you like in the um, first semifinal? Well, I like Washington this game. Uh, they've proven all year. They've played, a, I think, even all. Uh, Texas plays in the Big 12. I think Washington has played a more a tougher schedule. Uh, you know they had uh they had to play Washington State. They had to play Oregon. They play Oregon State. Uh, you know, Utah, USC. Uh, you know they had uh you know far tougher schedule to prove. Michael Penix Jr. is far the better quarterback uh than uh the Texas QB. Uh, you know he was in there for the Heisman. He was a Heisman finalist. I think he leads his team to victory. Uh, I think they win convincingly, too. I think they win by a couple touchdowns. I don't see Texas hanging around in this game. You know, you kind of convinced me to go go with Washington. Uh, so I think I, I would agree with you on Washington as well. Like you said, with a tougher schedule, um, Texas only beat Kansas State by three a couple weeks ago. Um, and Michael Fenix is the NFL quarterback right now. Um, 
like Washington might be able to pull it out and go to the finals. Wouldn't be as shocking as last year's um, either. So, on well, TCU one, so I got Washington uh, as well. Agreeing with the host, moved to the second um second final played at five p.m. One of maybe the more intriguing one um to some people at least Alabama Crimson Tide number four twelve and one Michigan Wolverines thirteen and zero. Obviously got Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh, Jaden Milrow for Alabama twenty three touchdowns six interceptions. JJ McCarthy nineteen touchdowns four interceptions. Alabama obviously coming off the victory against Georgia, the SEC championship game 27-24. And I uh, Michigan blank and Iowa in the Big 12 champ a Big Ten championship, 26-0. It's being played at the Rose Bowl, obviously home of UCLA, five o'clock. Uh, Michigan minus two is what they opened at. Right now it's at one and a half. What do you think about the Rose Bowl game, host? Uh, yeah, well, this is, of course, the, uh, the, the the big game on tap, you know, way bigger than Texas-Washington, even though they're both uh, semifinal playoff games. Uh, Alabama coming in with a lot of momentum in this game, of course, beat Georgia. Uh, their QB, Mil- Milroy, uh, you know, outstanding game against Georgia. But they did, remember, don't forget, they did get lucky in that game against Auburn to end up getting into this spot where they are now by beating Georgia. So, uh, of course, Alabama lost to Texas early in the year. Uh, Michigan, uh, you know, undefeated, uh, stuck at the Ohio State again uh, in the last game, uh, you know, before the Big Ten Championship. Uh, Of course, they rolled past uh, Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, The only thing that concerns me about Michigan here in this game is um, if you watch them all year, they tend to go in spots where they don't score a lot of points and they tend to go through droughts where they go through a lot of three and outs and they rely on the uh, running game uh, a lot. And then uh, they kind of let JJ McCarthy uh, feed off of that and do some play action, do some rollouts, get the ball down the field, but they rely heavily on that, get that running game going. And if Alabama, you know, given Nick Saban a month to prepare, uh, he he if he uh somehow knows how to uh stifle the running game, uh Michigan could be in trouble in this game and Alabama could pull this out. But uh I'm gonna stick with Michigan. Um I don't know if it's the right play. Uh I'm just gonna stick with them because uh, you know, they're undefeated. They I think they got the better defense. I think they're gonna give the Alabama QB a hard time. Uh, even though I think he's a little more athletic than J.J. McCarthy, he might be able to make some more plays with his feet. But uh, I like Michigan in a close game. I think this is going to be a close, low-scoring game. I would say Michigan 17-14. You know, I think I'm going to agree with you again and go uh, Michigan. Oh, like okay. You, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got a two-for-two on, on, on that one. Um, I think – they kind of have more to prove because they've lost in the semifinals before. And obviously Alabama has the one loss um, to Texas. They kind of struggled against, you know, the University of Southern Florida earlier in the year. They did beat Georgia. They, uh, like you said, they almost lost to Auburn. And Michigan is kind of on a roll right now, 13-0. and And obviously they're still kind of, um, you know, taking the us against the NCAA mentality and they just they still want to prove a point 
So I think I got I got Michigan in this one as well. Move on to some of the big NFL games in the penultimate uh, weekend here. Uh, one of the games that does affect the Steelers um, are Steelers. Baltimore Ravens versus Miami Dolphins. Um, if Baltimore wins, they clinch the one seed, uh, which would mean they're likely would rest their guys against the Steelers the last weekend. They're 12 and 3. Uh, Miami 11 and 4. 4 and 3 away. Baltimore's 5 and 2 at home. It's being played in Maryland. Um, Baltimore minus 3 is the spread. Dolphins coming off of wins against the Jets and uh, winning a last second field goal against the Cowboys. And then Ravens uh, coming off of that big Christmas Day win against the 49ers, 33-19. to 19. Tua, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Lamar, 19 passing touchdowns, 7 interceptions. What do you feel about the, these two hot teams going into Sunday, host? Uh, I really like uh, a Baltimore in this game and only because, you know, I always have that theory, you know, we talked about all season, Alex, and if uh, a team comes off a, a big win, uh, they seem to, uh, you know, sputter a little bit. Well, both these teams, Miami and Baltimore coming off big wins, Miami course beating Dallas and Baltimore beating San Francisco. But I'm going to go with Baltimore being at home. Uh, Miami doesn't seem to be the same team on the road. Uh, they have a great record at home, but they're not as good on the road. Uh, I think Baltimore, a uh, lot of incentive. Uh, John Harbaugh is going to have this team ready to play. Uh, I think uh, Lamar, even though I'd hate to say it, uh, he's been the uh, better QB uh, this year, uh, making a lot of plays with his feet. He's the team's leading rusher. Uh, you know, he's uh, feeling more comfortable with Zay Flowers. Uh, he still probably misses Mark Andrews, but uh uh, you know, he should be able to get the job done and they should be able to pull this game out on Sunday and then clinch the number one seed uh, in the AFC. Yeah, I got I got Ravens as well. Um, you know, they shut down Brock Purdy last week. They theoretically and the 49ers theoretically should be able to do the same thing um, against the Dolphins. Um, and I've disagreed with you. A couple times when teams come off of big wins, so uh, I think I won't do that again. And I'll go Baltimore Ravens, looking to obviously lock up the one seed, and um, Lamar still looking to lock up the MVP as well. So if he can have a big performance, he might end up doing both of those. So I think Baltimore um, will end up winning, and that would set up a big game next week: Miami versus versus Buffalo um, as well. We're on to our second game, Cincinnati Bengals losing to our Steelers last week, 34-11, against the Kansas City Chiefs, 9-6, and 4-4 four and four at home, Bengals 8-7, and 3-4 away. Um, uh, Chiefs coming off a loss on Christmas Day of their own against Las Vegas, 20-14. to 14. Two defensive touchdowns Raiders had in 14 seconds. One was a fumble on the kickoff, and then the other was a pick six thrown by Patrick Mahomes. And that was that was two consecutive plays as well. Um, and I'll see it. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco was out on that game, uh, didn't come back, and he ended up falling through one of the medical tables too, which was kind of get back in the wind column. I think both teams kind of looking to get back in the wind column. I think Chiefs will be able to do it just because Mangleton obviously didn't. Look. Oops. 
There we go. Um, but both teams looking to bounce back um, from losses, but just how the Steelers played, um, were able to beat up on the Bengals last week. I think Chiefs might be able to uh, get back in the win column. What do you think about this AFC matchup host? Uh, I'm not I'm not trusting Kansas City anymore uh, this season, the way uh, they've been playing. I know they still have a winning record, um, but uh, I know they're nine and six, uh, but yeah, I'm not trusting them. And, uh, you know, the way Cincinnati played last weekend, uh, you can't, uh, you know, assume that they're going to play like that again. Uh, you know, Jack Browning there at our Jake Browning had a bad game. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, we don't really know the status of him yet. If he's going to play, it's going to be a big game time decision. Is, uh, is that right, Alex? Uh, he was been practicing all week. He's uh, he said some uh, he said some things about the Kansas City secondary. Said they don't have anything to show on tape, so he's giving Kansas City a little uh, a billboard material there. But uh, uh, I think uh, Cincinnati uh, they play against uh, uh, Kansas City very well. Uh, they, you know, of course, Joe Burrow has beaten uh, the Chiefs a, a few times, beaten them in Kansas City. But the, I, as we know, he's not playing. But this Kansas, uh, Cincinnati has a lot of confidence uh, to play the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are—I are, don't think they're the same team. Uh, they don't have a any wide receiver that's a threat. Uh, I think Cincinnati should be able to um, uh, corral the homies and keep them uh, in the pocket. And uh, make the make the Chiefs try to stretch the field and make some plays, and I don't think they can. Uh, I I don't know if Cincinnati can uh, pull the game out, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, and uh, I probably think it's going to be a, a three point game. Yeah, should be a good game. Uh, you know, you did make a good point. Bengals are looking to bounce back um, from their loss last week, and Chiefs hasn't been playing. Playing very good, um, losing three out of the last four, um, and um, Jamar Chase might end up playing as he's listed question more right now. Uh, it actually, like you said, should be a pretty good game. I still got Chiefs. I got Chiefs, uh, like you said, in a, in a close one, but I think they will be able to get back in the win column. Uh, lastly, we got NFC South matchup: Tampa Bay Buccaneers eight and seven, four and three at home. New Orleans Saints, 7, 8, 3, and 5 away. It's being played in Raymond James Stadium. Um, Tampa, minus 3. Uh, favorite, Derek Carr for the Saints, 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Obviously, Baker Mayfield's been hot the last couple of weeks. 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. His stats last couple weeks. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, 283 yards. Green Bay threw for 381, 4 touchdowns. And Atlanta, he threw for 2 touchdowns. Uh, 144 yards. So he's thrown eight touchdowns and no picks in his last three games. And Saints are coming off a loss on Thursday night um, against the Rams, 30 to 22. Buccaneers have won four straight against Carolina, Atlanta, Green Bay, and Jacksonville. How do you feel about this NFC South game host? Well, I, I don't trust New Orleans at all. I mean, they, they are uh, so inconsistent as a team. Uh, Derek Carr has been all over the place this season. Uh, but I, I'm going to have to go with the hot hand and Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker's playing really good right now. Uh, he played great in the beginning, went through a rough stretch in the middle. Now he's back on being good. He's got found a really comfortable zone with Mike Evans. Mike Evans, double digits and touchdowns, another 1,000-yard season. 
I'm, and I was like, they are, they're at home. Uh, I think they should uh, be able to take care of business in this game, uh, playing with a lot of confidence. So I like Tampa Bay win this game by about 10 points. Yeah. Uh, I got Tampa Bay as well. Cause Baker is so hot and, you know, Derek has been up and down. Saints have been up and down. Tampa's on this win streak, putting at home, looking to, Clinch the playoff spot. I think they got more to play for. I got Bucks as well. And we'll move on to our Pittsburgh Steelers who beat the Cincinnati Bengals to end their three game lose streak 34 11 last week, their last home game of the season. Uh, Mason Rose's first start of the season threw for 290 yards, two touchdowns. Najee Harris had 78 yards and a touchdown. George Pickens had a big day. Um, his bus game this season as well, 195 yards and two touchdowns um, for the Bengals. The Pittsburgh secondary for Jake Browning and three interceptions, and um, T. Higgins did break off a long touchdown. He had 140 yards and one touchdown in that one. Um, no Jamar Chase in that game. Um, the Steelers um, signed Jalen Smith from the um, Cowboys practice squad this week. Um, I'm, I don't think they're activating them for this week's game, but they could very well for the Ravens game and beyond. Um, as the Landon Roberts got injured in the Bengals game and Mikel Walker got burnt by by T. Higgins on that uh, one long play. And yeah, they're looking for some more linebacker help, so they signed the former Pro Bowler from the Cowboys practice squad, Jalen um, Smith. And uh, once again, they elevated Miles Jack and safety Eric Rowe to their active roster. Um, Mason Rudolph will be starting against the Seahawks again, and Minka Fitzpatrick will once again be out. Um, I think Trenton Thompson is still questionable, so he might end up coming back to provide more safety help as well. Um, for the Seahawks game, um, like I said, Ma Mason Rudolph is starting again. Seattle's three-and-a-half favorites. They're a home team in Lumen Field. Um, obviously Pittsburgh traditionally doesn't play well on the road West Coast, but they have won a couple games this year. Um, and Geno Smith and the Seahawks have been up and down. Uh, they've won their last two. They've had the worst red zone offense the last two weeks. Um, how do you see this big matchup for the Steelers going host? Uh, yeah, you're right, Alex. Big matchup. But uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, I feel like this game – is the same thing after the Steelers uh, fired Matt Canada and they had a big game against Cincinnati where they had 400 total yards. Uh, I'm going to, and then I feel like you could, again, like last week and the same team against Cincinnati, uh, Mason Rudolph came in there uh, threw for almost 300 yards through a couple deep uh, passes to uh, George Pickens uh, hit George Pickens on the 85 yard touchdown slant. Uh, I just feel like this is the same way they're going to go in there and uh, it, it, I don't want to be fooled again. I don't think they're going to be able to play like they did last week and, and have that same performance. Remember, Mason Rudolph is a third string quarterback. Um, you know, maybe he could be, maybe he should be the number two quarterback because of terrible biscuit being so bad. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's a, he's a backup quarterback. Um, he's going up to Seattle where it's a hard place to play. Uh, Seattle has uh, won their last two games, of course, beating Philadelphia and beating Tennessee. 
Um, you know, Pittsburgh has been struggling, even though they played great uh, last week at home against Cincinnati. They've been struggling against a uh, couple two-win teams in Arizona and New England. Uh, and the, the Pittsburgh hasn't won in Seattle since 1982, Alex. So that's that's uh, that's huge right there. Now, I know they haven't played there in eight years because uh, that's just how the schedule falls when you play the NFC teams. You play once at their place every eight years. But, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin hasn't, like you mentioned earlier, hasn't had a great track record out going out West, even though they won the two games this year. I just think this is a tough game for the Steelers, uh, uh, uh cross country, tough stadium to play at, uh, Mason Rudolph going into a hostile environment. Uh, I think Seattle's playing a little bit better. Uh, Pittsburgh needs to get some splash plays and they need to get some pressure on whoever the quarterback is, Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Uh, they just needed uh, Corral, Kenneth Walker, and uh, keep uh, DJ Metcalf in check if they want any chance of winning this game. Uh, but I think Seattle uh, comes out on top of this game. I think uh, they're just a little too much for uh, Mason Rudolph to handle right now. Uh, I think Seattle wins uh, 24-17. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. So, uh, like I said, Seattle's had the worst red zone offense the last two weeks uh, in the NFL. Um, they're actually kind of a good matchup for uh, Steelers because they don't target the tight ends very much, which is good because Steelers don't really have any linebackers. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Keys to the game, stopping Kenneth Walker and then getting a rush on. They need their pass run to get Geno. Obviously, he can he can place the ball better than Jake Browning can. Um, so we'll see how many if they can force any turnovers. That will be the rush and forcing turnovers will be key. And then no mistakes by Mason Rudolph and Steelers' ability to get the running game going themselves, which will open up the pass, um, will be key as well. We'll see what receiver Joey Porter Jr. um ends up playing. Obviously, no big plays from receivers. Seahawks are kind of good as well because they have a lot of good receivers, but they don't. They still don't have the most prolific passing, you know. Because Geno Smith is a good quarterback, but obviously not a, an, an elite quarterback. Um, so I got Steelers twenty four and Seahawks twenty one. Oh, and one more note about um about this game was Devin Bush said he's confident he will have an advantage and shut down Steelers, Najee Harris, and Jalen Warren. How good of a game do you think Devin Bush will have? Uh, I don't think Devin Bush is going to do anything, Alex. Uh, go look at his stats for this year. Uh, he's got eight tackles. Uh, Miles Jack had three tackles and a sack uh, last week, and he played one game. So let's not uh, get too excited and too worried about if Devin Bush is going to do anything because uh, I don't see anything happen. Uh, the guy, I'll say this about Devin Bush, played great his rookie year for the Steelers. Uh, and then he got hurt and he lost all his confidence and he couldn't make a tackle to save his life. And the Steelers got rid of him and he ended up on Seattle. Uh, this is a bunch of talk. Uh, from Devin Bush, I don't really see him doing anything. So don't don't get too scared of, about Devin Bush. But uh, don't forget Artie Burns too uh, out yes. there in the secondary. <laughs> don't forget you mentioned him earlier in the week when we, we were chatting, Alex. Uh, don't forget about Artie Burns. You know what's he going to do? <laughs> There's a chance that both will see some field time. Seattle's kind of banged up in those those um, positions. All right, we'll move on to our final segment. 
which is talking about the two other, um, you know, big, big six bowl, New Year's bowls, um, whatever you want to call them, big, um, big six bowls and New Year's Day bowls. Um, start off in the Fiesta Bowl, Liberty Flames thirteen and zero, Oregon Ducks eleven and two. Uh, Liberty 23rd ranked, uh, had a pretty easy schedule, obviously in conference USA. Um, um, and they, uh, they, uh, they also had an easy non-conference schedule as well, but obviously undefeated going into the game, Oregon losing to Washington, um, by three in the PAC 12 championship game, Oregon's favored by 16 and a half. It's being played at state farm, um, Stadium in Arizona, and then the second interesting game, Capital One Orange Bowl, number six Georgia Bulldogs, twelve and one, Florida State, thirteen and zero. Obviously had their quarterback go down second last game, third last game of the season, then beat Florida and Louisville, remained undefeated, but because of that, remained out the college football playoff. Georgia obviously losing Alabama in the SEC championship game. 27-24, that's being played at home Miami Dolphins, Hard Rock Stadium, Georgia, minus 21. Post, how do you feel about these two um, kind of underdog matchups going into the final days of bowl season? Well, I know Liberty's uh, undefeated at 13-0, and but we've already seen uh, a, a small sample here of these smaller schools uh, in the bowl games already. Uh just look at the uh, matchup with SMU and Boston College. Uh, SMU, of course, uh, better season than Boston College. Uh, they lost 23-14. to 14. Uh, Then you had uh, uh, Tulane, which was having a great season. They were playing a 6-6 six and six Virginia Tech team. Uh, they got whooped by 20 or so points. So uh, don't get, uh, you know, don't get fooled by a, a team with a great uh, record in the uh, – you know, in the regular season of being undefeated. Now they're going up against, uh, you know, a triple a college team. So don't get fooled by uh, the Liberty Oregon matchup uh, in that game uh, and the other game. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just don't see Florida state hanging with uh, uh, Georgia in this game with uh, Florida state, not having their QB. And I know they got a lot to prove uh, being undefeated. But uh, I just think Georgia is far the uh, a better team in this matchup. I think uh, Georgia uh, goes on to win that game. Uh, yeah, and the, think... the one thing I was looking at, Alex, was the LSU-Wisconsin game. I just wanted to comment on that. Uh, LSU is favored by 10 points in this game. Uh, of course, they got the Heisman winner, uh, Daniels, uh, who's who may or not play in this game. I don't know if he's announced that he's he's sitting out, but uh I think LSU still has enough uh far better athletes uh, to take care of Wisconsin in that game. Okay. I agree with you on both the both the um Orange Bowl and Fiesta Bowl. I think Liberty will come out to play and they could have a decent outing. But I think Oregon's too good to, to um you know be beaten by Liberty. And then for the other one, uh, Florida State had a tough time against Louisville, and Louisville had a tough time against USC. So I think Georgia will be able to win that by a lot. Um, we'll see how those games turn out over the course of the next couple of days. Um, we'll wrap this up. Um, some other NFL games going on this weekend. Eagles, Cardinals. 
uh, 49ers versus Commanders. Jaguars, no Trevor Lawrence. They play Panthers, who are kind of hot. That actually could be an interesting game. You got Titans, Texans, and uh, the Sunday night game, Packers-Vikings. And then for a couple other college football games, you got the Old Miss-Penn State game, Auburn, Maryland, Toledo, Wyoming, and also on New Year's Day, Iowa versus Tennessee. That should be a low-scoring game like the uh, Ohio State game last night. Um, so we basically wished everyone and the host have a happy New Year's. You can follow host on Twitter at SteelDF72. And before we get out of there, I'd also like to add Steelers-Seahawks rematch of the 2006 Super Bowl. Twenty-one <laughs> ten 10 winner. <laughs> um, yeah, every, uh, everybody tell Alex listeners, happy new year. Uh, enjoy the last few weeks of football and uh, gearing up for the playoffs. We hope you enjoy last couple of weeks of the NFL season and the last couple of bowls during the college football season and go Steelers. Everyone have a nice weekend.